Imagine when, what I was going to say is imagine when we're famous and rich and we look back on this episode of our, oh my God. We're literally holding the microphone. Holding a $60 microphone from Office Works between the two of us. I should probably transfer you 30 bucks yeah. for it. <laughs> Blame it on tax. Perfect. Um, welcome to episode one. We have tested, we've done a tester episode before this and we have just decided that the best way to go forward or move forward is to just say fuck it and talk. Yeah. We'll go like head first into um, like a topic that we feel like we just are ready to talk about. Yes. And hope for the best. And hope for the fucking best. Yeah. Um, so let's, I just feel like I want to get straight into go. our conversations. Gimme. So we have started this podcast together because, well, for a few reasons. But I think the main reason is because both of us have connected in a way where we've ended up having some really interesting, great, rich, deep, yeah, weird conversations <laughs> about literally everything. And also there's been some huge, massive changes in our lives. And we thought to ourselves, these are conversations that we wish we were part of sort of on a broader scale. Yes. And maybe perhaps there's a few people out there who also want to be a part of those conversations yeah. or at least know that they're not alone in the things that they're questioning or experiencing or yes. going through and probably want a place to talk about them or hear about them and be like oh fuck I had been feeling that way or thinking that way and thank god somebody else is talking about it and I feel very passionate about normalizing a lot of the very scary very taboo very hard to talk about topics because I think yeah if if only people had a safe place to talk about them it just might help yeah help I the agree. world and yeah. I love talking to you about different things. So yeah, I was like, too. let's fucking put that voice on a podcast recording. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> let's put that angelic voice out into the world. And here we are. Yes. Let's, um, I mean, at this point, whilst we're recording this, we are yet to figure out a podcast name that is in the works. But hopefully by the time we press publish, well, we will. Have We're going to need to have yeah. figured out a podcast name. I name, but I really just wanted to go headfirst into these conversations. So let's, let's get into it. I think we've discussed that we want to talk about today, like some of the massive changes that have happened in our lives. Mm -hmm. Let's sort of just look back in the last. We won't go. I mean, because everyone's got. We've got years worth of shit. Oh, Christ, how far do you want to go? Yeah, but I exactly. think some big changes have happened in both of our lives in at least the last six months. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And we were talking before about how you, Laura, have cut out alcohol very strictly. Very strictly. For I don't the last typically do things by halves. So no. if I decide not to drink alcohol for six months, I literally won't even have a sip. Like, yeah. And I've been, I'm guilty of like being like, can I smell your margarita? <laughs> So that's a bit sick on my behalf and <laughs> thanks to all my friends who let me smell their margarita. What do you smell when you smell a margarita? Um, good times, baby. <laughs> do you um, smell like – it is like just pure alcohol? No, it's like lemony, alcoholy, and whatever reason I can taste the salt when I smell it. I don't think you okay. can smell salt, can you? I don't know. We'll try it later. We'll yeah, go. I'll give it a whirlsy. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, yes, I have been very strict about it, literally yeah. not even a sip. And I've got what I committed to was the 30th of June. So I've got five days to go. Okay. So from New Year's Eve. Was, I don't think I knew that. 
Right. Didn't you? You had put the 30th of June. I had put the 30th. Yeah. I thought I want to do six months without alcohol. And part of that was because I was like, I want it to be long enough that I really feel the impact and understand what my life would look like without alcohol okay versus like I've done a month at a time before yeah and it's like it's yeah. it's easy enough it's, it's hard in some ways but it's easy enough and it's quite fleeting yeah um but I was too chicken shit to commit to a year that's the truth I thought of committing to a year and I was like no nah, fuck it six months or I think six months is amazing thank you can you you said before I wanted to see what difference it made in my life yeah what difference has it made it in your I know there's like a few lessons that you've yes sort of come to yeah learn what has been the biggest impact um oh I don't know if I can single out a biggest impact so I don't know hear me out I'll just ramble for a little bit the my original motivation behind it first and foremost I was determined to make sure my motivation wasn't to lose weight because I have done that before and I am no longer doing that bullshit and we'll do a whole nother episode on that because we can go deep. Mm. Um, but I was like, no, that is that is not my motivation this time. Whenever people have asked me why I'm doing it, I've said because I'm curious to know once and for all whether my life is better or worse with alcohol. Ooh, and is it better or worse? I think my life is better with alcohol. <laughs> funny because that is not the answer I expected from you or I just expected you to be a little bit more diplomatic about it I <laughs> no think. I really no, like alcohol. alcohol is the best alcohol is the best it's really fun no okay everyone drink responsibly but um what there's definitely some positives oh my god no no either. yeah and this is what I'm really struggling with and I'm particularly struggling now that it's coming to the end of my commitment mm. is I now have to make a decision again as to whether I drink or not. What was really relaxing and comforting about telling everyone that I wasn't drinking for six months is no one fucking heckled me about it. I just told them once and then they were like, cool, that's fine. We'll never talk about it again. Yeah. And it's a flat, I think it's a flat, easier that way. A flat no. It's a flat no. Correct. Not like sometimes I will, sometimes Correct. I won't. And then you have that decision fatigue about is this, this the right time? Yeah. And what other people, unfortunately, and I understand, but it also annoys me, is other people tend to make it about them. And say if I choose to not drink at your birthday, you might um, understand that as your birthday not being an important enough occasion mm. for me to choose to, like, break my drinking or choose when I drink. And I'm like, no, it's nothing to do with that, but I, I understand why people deem it to be that sorry so going back to I'm also what's funny about it is I'm probably happier now the happiest I've been in a very very long time and that's as a result of a lot of things but I'm like isn't that interesting at the end of a six-month period without alcohol I am now the happiest I, I, I and I look at back at, on the six months of this year so far I'm like fuck I have had a great year so far not without its trials and tribulations yeah. but I'm so happy so question the fact that you're in the place now where you say you are the happiest you've ever been, yeah. do you equate that directly and singularly with not drinking or do you think there's other things that come into play? I think there are other things that come into play and I'm almost trying not to equate it to no drinking because then if, if that is... It makes sense to continue that. Correct, correct, and I don't want to. So that's funny and like hard to admit that I'm like no it's not because the no drinking it's because of all these other things which I can't exactly point to mm. the one thing that is obvious to me is the no drinking 
so the reason I say that I think my life is better with alcohol, <laughs> which is such a shitty takeaway message, is because my, what makes me the happiest is getting the absolute most out of life and like experiencing everything that there is to experience. And that's why I am quite a, I guess, some in some ways adventurous novelty seeker because I'm like, I don't know, fuck it, let's try it. And if I don't like it, I won't do it again. Yeah. But I like having experiences available to me. And what I have recognised in not drinking is I am shutting off an experience. Like I'm going, okay, the the alcohol experience, the bonding over alcohol, the culturally we do a lot of celebration over alcohol, a lot of deep conversations over alcohol. Mm. And I'm not saying I need those to celebrate, to have deep conversations, to have fun. I know that about myself now, definitely. But I am also recognizing that I'm completely shutting off that that entire experience. Mm. And I want I want access to it. Yeah. I want to be able I want to be allowed to and able to have those silly drunken nights yeah if I want to okay so here's a question for you mm. knowing that you are going to go back to drinking yep I'm nervous um and wanting to have those experiences do you just do you approach it differently now like yes. do you go I have realized I don't need to write myself yes off, that I can just have two or three margaritas and have those experiences that I feel like I may have missed out on by not drinking yeah without maybe taking it too far for lack of a better Yes, word. yeah, yeah, totally. And that was part of my intention in doing the six months without alcohol as well was I was very much in drinking culture. And I'm not saying I had a problem with it, but it was like pretty much most times I drank, I'd get at least what I would call drunk, you know, mm-hmm. like I not write myself off necessarily, but definitely drunk. So I wanted to completely. What's rem- the difference between getting drunk <laughs> and writing yourself off? <laughs> Great question, Emma. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like boozy, and you're like, "Oopsie daisies, I was silly, but I can remember everything." Mm-hmm. Versus, like, how the fuck did I get home last night? Which is scary. What if you're someone like me who it doesn't take that much to to get to the point where I'm like, "How the fuck did I get home?" Sometimes I can just have three marks and be like, "I get maybe." four or five marks to be honest three marks and I am in danger town and so is everyone around me <laughs> like three marks and I am woo <laughs> what's your Achilles heel what alcohol is your Achilles heel um probably tequila tequila makes me really fun though okay but also I have I like to think that I'm a fun person without tequila but yeah I love a marg Aperol spritz oh. I turn into a fucking demon really I didn't um, know yep. I'm writing that down <laughs> Three Aperol spritz and I become a different person, like an animal. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Should we have a night out? Yes, immediately. Great. Right? <laughs> All right, we need to re- finish the recording. We're going out. <laughs> um, have a night out where we commit to you have three Aperol spritz, I'll have three Mars, and then stop. No one else is drinking anything more and just see what the fuck happens. Can it be like an afternoon? Because I even better. love day drinking. Yes. Like imagine doing that in, bed. in the sun. Yes, yes. Oh, my God, I'm really like – I'm like getting butterflies. I'm so excited. <laughs> so this is why I'm not committing to alcohol being out of my life forever because I literally am getting butterflies right now about yeah. how fun that sounds. Mm-hmm. Another thing – sorry, we're going on a giant tangent. I don't even remember your original question. Um, a friend of mine was telling me the other day about like she'd had two wines and she felt that little buzz. Mm. And I, was I like, love that little buzz. Oh, and my immediate reaction was like, oh, I missed the buzz. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh God. And then again, another friend sent me a video of like a night out that we had, which was totally spontaneous about this time last year. And we're in this bar, like on a Sunday afternoon, sunny's on, dancing. Like, I remember that. Yeah, yes. Oh. Bless you. Um, I remember that night. Yeah, and it was so much fun. <laughs> it was completely unintended. And they're the best nights. They are. And I'm like, I can be that person without alcohol. I'm, I've got a couple of weeks ago, I was up to 1.30am talking shit with drunk people and I enjoyed it. I was sober. But there are different things that are unlocked. Like, again, I've had another night out where, like, my friends and I all like, found these hats and wore these hats and swapped our jackets and, you know, like it was silly. But it's the sort of stuff that only drunk people dream up. Yeah. And I like the silliness. Very innocent silliness, but I like the silliness that I think I'm having a bit of trouble accessing as a sober person. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm the complete opposite. I find it difficult to be around drunk people when I'm not drunk. So you and I have even, there's been a couple of times where um, we'll go go to something where people are drinking and and I, so for the record as well, I have reduced my alcohol intake yeah. I can't say that I have completely cut it out but I can probably count on one hand the number of times that I totally. have had alcohol this year yeah. so very much not really drinking but yeah. have slipped and tripped yeah and sure. fallen into a couple of ciders you know, <laughs> here and there and had one massive <laughs> night yeah. that has really concrete that I don't like to write myself off anyway that's a segue um yeah, so we have gone out yeah. where I I definitely reached a point where I was like, okay, people have hit the level where yeah. I can no longer tolerate yeah, them as yeah. a sober person. And so I will go home. I admire your ability <laughs> to kick on as a sober person around people who are completely off yeah. their head most of yeah. the time. Is it because, A, I have crippling FOMO <laughs> or, B, I just, uh, like, I, I know, I do know I'm a tolerant person, but I don't. I haven't found the drunk people annoying. No, but you're, I just feel like you are just a good time in general. Like you can, you don't have any inhibitions that a lot of people no, would yes. require, for example, yes. alcohol to have a dance. Yeah, yeah that's, Like you don't yeah. need alcohol to dance. You don't really need alcohol to go and talk to a random person yeah, correct. at the bar. Correct. You are just that person in general. Yes. A lot of people rely on alcohol. To, to do those yeah, things. Yeah, to do those things. Like I would never, you would never catch me on the dance floor at a pub or a right. club or something without alcohol right. on board. Someone said that to me that night that you and I were talking about and we went out dancing afterwards. And Yeah, I kicked on until, I don't know, midnight or something. I think you left at 9.30. Yeah. Um, and we were on the dance floor and one of the girls were like, how are you dancing sober? And I'm like, because I fucking love dancing. <laughs> like I'm having the best time and it's not, yeah, I don't need alcohol to dance because I like the activity regardless oh also there was the Morton Bay Pride that we went to oh yeah and I I was drinking not that I was drinking a lot that night but I had a couple and so I was you know dancing I remember coming back from getting a drink and seeing you in the crowd absolutely (laughs) just fucking dominating the dance floor and I thought to myself wow that's a sober girl just not giving a fuck <laughs> yeah. about anything, having the best time. Yeah. And I love that about you. I love that you can just go into those situations and still have a great, great time. Thank I really you. admire that because I don't think I'm quite there yet, but mm. I also have enjoyed cutting out alcohol yeah. as much as I have um, 
I sort of started that last year. Yeah, I feel like you did as well. Yeah. I mean, I went to Bali for yeah. how many weeks was it? Like six oh, or seven, time, seven yeah. weeks. And, again, I could count on two hands the um, individual drinks, individual drinks yeah. that I had while I was there. It just wasn't, um, wasn't something that I really was even interested in doing. Um, and I have definitely noticed that my life has been significantly better. Yeah. Um, uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. You said before you're like, oh, I don't think I'm quite there yet about like dancing sober. Why? What's stopping you? I don't know. Well, I like, think what's the fear? Um, I don't know. Mm. I think I just, and maybe this requires a lot more like digging and, yeah. and deep thought around it, but to keep it as simple as possible, I don't feel comfortable enough to just go out on the dance floor and have a boogie yeah. without, yeah, without something. alcohol on board. Unlocking that yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 Um, there's something that really like comes down once you've got a few drinks. Totally. And, this, and I don't think I'm alone there. Oh God. Most people say to me like, how are you dancing without alcohol? How did you do that without alcohol? I think you are the majority in a, in a yeah. yeah, I think it's very normal. That's a um, interesting segue. One of the things that I've really noticed and that reminded me is, I think my like key headline is things that great experiences are unlocked by alcohol, mm. but the experience itself is better Always sober. It. Yeah. So let me give you a really easy example. Sex, way better sober. Mm. Why? Because you can feel your body. You're really consciously aware of what's going on. You can communicate better. All the things that make for great sex are better because you are sober and I don't know about everybody else but I can't orgasm drunk like no. I just can't I can't yeah it's physically impossible to get there I've tried many ways <laughs> oh I tried it. oh I've tried <laughs> you name it I've tried it it doesn't work yeah and so because there are I assume bits of my body that are shut down I'm not sure how it physiologically works but I can't do it however mm. let me tell you another thing that I've noticed is probably haven't had the opportunity to have sex in the last six months why because people are scared or like that's a hard thing to access yeah sorry when you're single it is easier to get laid when people are drunk as in when you are drunk and your inhibitions are down and you're having like looser flirtier conversations so yeah that's a good example of would you also say there's a level of like poor decision making oh fuck yeah that's another good point yeah correct poor decision are you having sex with people that you maybe yeah yeah Yeah. maybe wouldn't have sex with you if i was sober but why correct exactly yeah 100 percent. and then the other part of it is um is i don't i think it is wrong that we all blame our decision making on alcohol because there's some sort of I forget the saying but it's like drunk actions or sober thoughts or something like that which is like drunk words sober thoughts yeah Yeah. thank you exactly something like that it's like you already thought that sober it's just that you didn't unlock it because you had all these filters in place yeah and so um what drinking does is allows you to mask your own accountability so if you sleep with someone that you're like, oopsie daisies, you and I, like, we're friends or we're whatever, we probably shouldn't have slept together or I wouldn't have done that otherwise, mm. you get to blame, you get to shirk your responsibility, like outsource it to alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas when you're Which sober. A, no, shocking. Yeah. Good it's thing. terrible. Yeah. Um, 
But when you're sober, what that is saying to the other person is, I 100% wanted to sleep with you and I'm glad that we did, Yeah, presumably. Um, So that's another thing that I'm finding really interesting is those experiences that are unlocked by alcohol but are inevitably actually better sober. Dancing's another good one. I'm a better dancer sober. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you all have seen me on the dance floor drunk. I mean, it's good, but it's not that good. <laughs> well, what's the um? What's the meme? It's like I can't dance, and then Tequila says, "Yes, you can." Exactly. <laughs> and so it's like harder to unlock sober, yeah. but probably better. Yeah. And like I could, if you give me a second, I could probably rattle off a few more that it's like harder to unlock. Flirting, so and choosing oh. like dancing, flirting, and sex. I agree that there's a pattern. Yeah. But like. Um, harder to do sober because you're super aware of what you're doing. Yeah. But I'm a way better flirt sober because flirting is like the sweet nuances and the eye contact and all the little tiny things that make flirting so fucking great that you are, they all, all the nuances go out the window yeah. when you're drunk. It's sloppier. But it's easier drunk. Of course. Mm. Exactly. So that's, I think, my key headline is drinking unlocks experiences. But the experiences are actually better sober. Yeah, that would probably be it. So can we talk about the health benefits? Yes. Because obviously everyone knows alcohol is a depressant. I've never shied away from the fact that I experience anxiety and depression. And so that every time I drink is also something that I have to consider. Yeah. Like how is this going to make you feel? Not at the time because everyone knows it's great at the time. (laughs) Yeah. But the after Tomorrow. effects of that, and yeah. like not just one day. Yeah, I, feel I agree. Like it's like that really builds up, and I feel like the older that I get, the longer that drags out for. Yeah, and so for me, it does play such a huge part in my decision making around: Do I want to drink? How much am I going to drink? Yeah, How, like what's yours around? And also, coming from a health perspective. Mm you and I have made like this really beautiful habit of like going to the gym and, yeah. and loving seeing our improvement and our yeah. progress there. Yeah. Adding alcohol into that plays a what? part in hindering that performance. Well. Totally. So I think I count myself very, very lucky in that I don't really experience uh, alcohol aside in general, like anxiety and depression. So lucky me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I think a lot of people is anxiety mm. and the Sunday scaries and all of those things are absolutely real. And what I've noticed about the last six months is I haven't experienced the Sunday scaries. Sure. As a single person who sometimes like is alone in my house on a Sunday evening, I often notice that's when I'm the most like craving like love or companionship, mm-hmm. but it is not exacerbated by, excuse me, a hangover and a, what the fuck did I do last night? Mm, I have a fleeting thought. Of, is a good yes, word. Yes, I think it's that. Because I have the fleeting thought of like, oh, geez, I'd like to find somebody. Mm. But it kind of comes and goes and I think, yeah, I, I guess I would. But equally, I really like my life as an independent single woman. Yeah. And so and that's about as quick as my Sunday scaries yeah. are. Whereas I think you spiral a lot more with yeah. a hangover and with I guess maybe alcohol in your system. Yeah. And to your point, it is a depressant. So mm. I think that's like, that is science. Like we can't argue with that part yeah. of it. I also think on the flip side, on a Sunday morning, mm. it feels really fucking good to wake up and feel oh, great. 100%. 100%. Or, a, or a Saturday morning, for example. Yeah. Um, and that was my other thing about like um, 
the original experiment was like, can I get, do I get more or less out of life with Mm -hmm. alcohol? And obviously what you give up, like when you give up alcohol, you give up the big nights out and the drunk experiences, but you gain your Sunday mornings or your Saturday mornings or whatever that might be. So I'm, I'm still unsure and I can't tell you who the real winner is there. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it, it's a bit of give and take. Yeah. But geez, it's nice to feel really good every weekend. And yeah. you and I went to the gym this morning. I never go to the gym on a Sunday. Yeah. Never. It's just not ever been part of my life. Yeah. Mostly because of drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Sunday for me has become this really beautiful um like reset. I call yeah. it my Sunday reset. So washing my sheets, watering my plants, like yeah. putting everything away from the week, like planning the week ahead. That I don't think would even get a fucking mention yeah. if I had gone out and exactly. had some drinks the night exactly. before. So, again, it's something that I'm like, do I want to steal my Sunday from myself yeah. if I go out on Sunday? And it's just choosing, I guess, um, like what's what my priorities are yeah. around alcohol. Or another and- way of saying it for me is like um, choosing, this is going to sound bad, but like choosing what you want to get high from. Yeah, You want to get high from making your pull-up goal at the gym because that gives me a rush and I genuinely love it. Or you want to get high from tequila. Yeah. Like, and both are okay choices. Mm. Doctors might beg to differ, but um, from <laughs> my, my health professionals yeah, might disagree. This podcast is not health-related <laughs> advice. Please see your GP. Um, but, like, it's mm. fine either way. Choose whatever you want. But if you choose tequila high, you are probably going to sacrifice your doing your sheets every Sunday high, which is another form of a rush, you know, like what are you getting your kicks from? And it's about deciding those things or or maybe mixing it up. And one weekend you're getting your kicks from tequila, the next weekend you're getting your kicks from your pull-ups at the gym. It might just take you longer to get your pull-ups because you've chosen that. I don't know. Like Mm. I I think it's a a matter of understanding that we're all out there looking for a rush. Mm. Where are you going to get that rush from? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting, I think, for us to do a bit of a, like a check-in episode with this, Ooh. knowing that you're going to start drinking again yeah. at the end of the month yeah. and how you've approached that, what has worked, what hasn't, Yes. Um, how you've kind of introduced it back into your life. Because yeah. six months is a long time without alcohol. Yeah, I think it it's going to be interesting to see how you approach that. Um, but final thoughts on the last six months and how... I guess you feel about the whole no alcohol situation. Yeah. Um, final thoughts are, and we can maybe delve into this in another episode, but that my goal at the start of this year was to be more proud of myself than I've ever been. And I can definitely say, and alcohol, no alcohol for six months is one of the things that I point to. I am more proud of myself than I have ever been at this mm-hmm. point of the year. So that makes me happy. Thank you. <laughs> me too. Um, so I'm really proud of myself for at the very least giving up something that is so ingrained in our culture and just seeing what life is like. Mm. So now at least I know and now I have the information to make those decisions in the future and my I'm, I'm a bit nervous about my re-entry to alcohol because I don't want it to just like go back to what it always was because that wasn't right either. Let's do the three Margie, three Aperol Spritz please. test. Please. Like three o'clock on a on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. please. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and maybe an maybe an episode on the Sunday morning after. Oh my God, yes. or, or at the, the time. At the time. <laughs> yes. 
the Saturday night. You guys are in for a treat. Oh, I'm a Barolo <laughs> My name's Emma. I've had two Maybe we should do it over the course of the podcast and see us collectively disintegrate. <laughs> oh, the effects um, of alcohol in real time. Yeah, exactly. But And then one thing I've want, been wanting to ask you this whole time is, can I please have your help with my re-entry to alcohol? Because I feel like you're really good at it. Like your last six months have been like, yeah, I had a margarita on this day and that was it. Or, yeah, I've written myself off once in the last six months. Like I feel like you've got it in the bag. Okay, I don't feel like there's definitely stuff where I'm like, of course, Laura, I will help you with that. But I don't feel like this is one of them. Okay. For someone who has had the um, commitment that you've had, I think you're going to approach it in a really balanced way. I don't, I don't okay. think I'm not sitting here being like, fuck, Laura's going to, about to go off the rails with her alcohol and just <laughs> like, like a dog let off the chain. <laughs> After being locked we'll up see. for six months. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like trying to rein in a dog that's on heat. You're, Will you? Okay, maybe I do. Not but, so much the alcohol, but... <laughs> What decision making that you do when you're on the alcohol? You'll um you'll do like a side episode like guys, it's me, it's just Emma. Okay, I was wrong about that. Laura is a fucking maniac. I'm organizing an intervention. Yeah, somebody help me. <laughs> Call one three hundred Emma. There's six people in her bedroom. <laughs> Woo! She's had three orgies in the last three weeks, <laughs> and I don't know what to do anymore. Help me. Please write in. Um, So, yeah, anyway, I guess I'll keep you posted. But um, all in all, I should say is like a very positive experience, extremely positive. Would you do it again? Yes. Hmm. I have toyed with the idea of every year, six months off, six months on. That is not a commitment, by the way. Yeah, she's Um, not looking in. No. But, yeah, I absolutely would. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Watch this space. I reckon we wrap things up. That is episode one. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope the $60 shared microphone <laughs> from Officeworks worked. I know. If it doesn't, fuck it. We're just going to press publish either way. Um, I am really glad that we are committing to this and just sitting down and just pumping them out because I do feel like our conversations are so great. Um, the audience is like, we beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> we will be the judge of that. <laughs> Okay, well, let us know. Anyway, tapping out to episode one. See you. See you next time. Next time.